Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be seated. I'm thankful for the blood, aren't you? Amen. I'm thankful for the blood that was shed, and I know at Memorial Day, Memorial Weekend, is about uh, those that have given their lives in the uh, protection of our nation and over the years, and I do, it's not Veterans Day, which happens at the, in November, Remembrance Day, <clears throat> but um, this moment is, of course, uh, across uh, the U.S. to uh, say it's summertime. Today's the start of summer for people and vacations and all of that sort of thing. Another uh, thing is <clears throat> that we, of course, uh, honor our veterans, and today I do appreciate all of those that uh, shed their blood and gave their lives, and we have numerous veterans in our service and our church and those that have served over the years, and I am so thankful for all of those <coughs> veterans, and today is a, a day to honor those. I know that we have, um, you know, when you look at, <coughs> well, uh, here it is, uh, Veterans Day, and what are we uh, honoring are, are those that gave blood, as I said earlier, even with regard to Lincoln, uh, there's no comparison to the blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. Amen? And so uh, here we are, and uh, we are uh, growing <coughs> apostolic legacy, and uh, we appreciate all of you being in the house of the Lord today, and I know um, we're thankful that you're here, and we are, um, I started Wednesday night uh, looking at um, uh, what uh, do we live for, and I, 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 um, I know that when you, when you try to figure out, well, you say, well, what are you living for? What is, what is, what makes life worth living? What gives life purpose? What gives life meaning? And I, I know today it's summertime, and that means, uh, you know, school is getting out if it's not out for all the school-age kids, and it's getting warm, and as a matter of fact, um, I, uh, my grandchildren, I didn't go down and watch them. I didn't know they were playing, but I, I guess they started in on their dad and mom early in the morning yesterday. Can we get the sprinkler out? Can we get the hose out? Can we go outside and just, you know, be outside? And of course, it was cloudy, but then as the day went on, the cries became louder, and, and the sun broke out, and it was, can we please just go outside and, and get wet and soak each other, if nothing else? And so I guess they did that. And I know that the kids are living for spring break and, I mean, summer break. And yet, when you look at all of us, and I, I started this Wednesday night, you're welcome to log on and look at that. I go into much more detail. But, you know, what is it that you live for? Family, relationships, fun, promotion on the job, you know, buying more stuff, having stuff, um, pleasure.
pleasure, and whether it's pleasure or fun or whatever you want to put in that, if it's uh, anything from hunting and fishing to golf to, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of pleasure that whatever it is, or more money so that you can have more pleasure or Disney or, you know, whatever it is, a sprinkler on a hot sunny day. I don't know, just having fun getting out or a whole array of food up there and, and uh, you know, just living for something to eat and uh, more and better and whatever that might be. You know, another, another pizza or, or whatever. But I went with Brother Richard and we were dumping stuff from church and I went down to Waste Away and there was just all kinds of stuff in Waste Away. Just thousands of Amazon boxes and and I just wondered, I wonder if all of those had stuff in them or what was in them. And I don't know if they put them on a special place or I, I don't know. I, I doubt it because it was just uh, the smell was overwhelming and I don't know what got rid of all of that. But I, I begin to think, you know, everything is transitory. Everything gets thrown away or goes away. No matter how strong your relationship is, no matter how loving. And I... I have uh, been uh, notifying my daughter this week, uh, Caitlin. You know, I took her in to get a treatment, and I said, well, this is the last time I'm taking you in before you're married. This is the last time, and you know, because it's all over. I'm breaking the plate, you know. <laughs> You've got just about another month and a half or six weeks, and I, it's all over. I'm just, and I keep telling her all the time, you know, and, and she looks at me and rolls her eyes and I don't know, <laughs> but I, I'm a, you know, it's a transition time and I, I realize transitions happen and they're not all bad and they're not, you know, but ultimately uh, things happen and they, and it goes away, it changes and, and uh, you know, uh, it, probably most of the stuff uh, you know, is is going to end up in the trash. And I, I, I mentioned that Solomon wrote about that in Ecclesiastes. He's called it vanity or useless or worthless. And I had two sticks, and uh, I one was from the trash. And I know where it came from. It came from the church. And when we were cleaning out, and they and they dumped, and it so happened a, a paint stirrer came on the uh, was in the pile, and and I I picked it up. And then, then a, uh, a a little stick off of a tree, and I, I I I asked the church Wednesday night if you knew the difference between the two. Both were found in my yard. I know how one got there. Uh, the other one, I wasn't really sure. And I, I looked at the difference between the stick and the paint stirrer. And we, we talked about that for a while. But one is created. One had a purpose. One was designed for something. One was manufactured. It was stamped on it. Sherman, Sherwin Williams. And it was used to stir. It was a long stick. And I know you could use it to shim doors and, and stir, stir glue and use it as a paddle, but it was designed to stir paint. The other one fell off of a tree. I don't even know what kind of tree. I don't know. I don't know if the tree had disease. I don't know anything about it. I don't know if the wind storm. I don't know how it got in my yard. But I can tell you, it was there. 
And I, I mentioned to the church Wednesday night, and I think it bears understanding, especially when we saw the Uvalde, this massacre, slaughter in this elementary school. When you look at where people are, is that they don't understand the difference between a stick and a paint stirrer. And I mentioned that Wednesday night. And I know that might sound as a little bit off the wall. But one, it looks like it has no purpose. It just fell from some tree. It just ended there because of the wind or the rain or disease or whatever. And it just is laying on the ground. The other one has a designer, a manufacturer, an identification mark and it's laying there saying I know who I am they're both laying on the ground what are you saying I am saying that in this hour we're living with people and when you don't have a creator and when you don't recognize an author and or a finisher when you don't recognize someone wants to put a stamp on you, then you just look at yourself as being random and it doesn't really matter. And that's where people get off track in this hour because they don't have a purpose. What is the reason for living? What does my life mean? And I, well, it means that I I like ice cream. It means that I, I have a new computer. It means that I have a phone. It means that I'm an influence. You know, finding what does my life really mean? And so that's what this, I started this lesson about looking in Genesis, of course, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and it made man in his own image and the image of God. And we talked somewhat about science and religion and, and is it science versus religion? And I don't believe it is science versus religion. The world and the enemy tries to make it science versus religion. But in reality, science is its own discipline. Religion is its own. Science asks how and when. Science would look at that stick and say, I want to know, you know, when it fell and, and exactly, you know, how it got there. What was the tree that it came from? How old was the branch? Did wind shear it? It asks certain questions. Religion asks different questions. It asks questions like, who and why? Who created me and why was I created? Who made me and why was I made? The Bible is not a scientific textbook. It was never designed to be a scientific textbook. And I just mentioned and I, 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 I read, uh, you know, these things about how much more amazing your eye, your body, your, your temple, your ears are than the greatest things in science today. When you think of a 1080 camera, 1080p or 1080i camera, it has 2 million, 2.1 
2.1 megapixels, 2 million pixels. And we go, that's an amazing camera. Your eye has 137 million pixels. When you think of the number of strings on a grand piano and the number of what they call cochlear ganglion in one ear that are hairs and strings that pick up sound. 214 versus 24,000 in your ear. And, and I, I don't know if you've ever looked at or logged on to, uh, I, it's ICR, something about international creation, whatever, registry, I, something like that. But it goes through, you know, how does a bumblebee fly and how does a dragonfly fly and all of the things in creation. There's a beetle that, that has a, it's the only known source that is able to take like a peroxide and literally, if a frog is about to bite it, it literally throws out a bomb called a bomber beetle of hot, just bam, and the frog will drop it. How did that come by chance? (laughs) How did these things happen just well, it's luck, and I, I went ahead and I showed you what, what happens when things are left to themselves, they deteriorate. Yeah. They become what we call derelict. Yes. They, you know, and I, I showed a, a, a boat here, but when storms and abuse and situations happen, and what does it do? It leaves people. That's the whole job of the enemy, to steal, kill, and destroy. For by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin. So death passed to all men, for all have sinned. That's the ultimate. Yes. And we honor those that have died, that gave their life, for our freedoms in our nation. But that's the ultimate, is death. And yet, Jesus, and I I mentioned, said it wasn't what came from within a man, but what went from the outside. And then I, I read those verses in Mark. Then I, I brought you to the end of that where it talks about all these things. And then I asked this question, and this is a slide I ended on Wednesday. Who is God? Well, he's loving. Yes, but he's not just loving. He's also mighty. And he's not just mighty. He's also holy. And he's not just holy. He's also just. And he's also faithful. And I know, you know, unfortunately, Science, you know, we we look at and we say science has truth. And we say that's truth because we know that two plus two is four. That's science. And you can say, I know that if it's in the 80 degrees Fahrenheit or 80 degrees Celsius outside, that water's not going to be frozen. That's science. That's truth. And if I walk in and I tell you the water's frozen out here, 
You're going to go, that's not truth. I can measure that. But if somebody wants to say, I was, I don't like the way I was created. I don't like, I want to do what I want to do. We go, that's tolerance. You should tolerate. And I, I understand. And, and religion is, gets a bad rap. You've got to be tolerant. And I, you know. See the bumper stickers. Anybody seen one? Co- we coexist and goes through all the religions. And I, I don't, I'm not advocating shooting anybody or knocking anybody in the head or anything bad. But if you're not careful, it develops what we're seeing in our, our society as a relativism that everything is relative. There is no right and wrong. There is no creator. There is no designer. There is no manufacturer. There is no word of God that I take. And so what happens when I have that, then there is an overwhelming sense of despair. And that's what we're seeing in the U.S. right now is this overwhelming sense of despair. Kids are in despair because if everything is relative, then what do I base? Truth. What do I base? So if I I decide, well, I'm going to just go shoot them up. I'll go take, I can't wait till I'm 18. I can do that. And you say, well, pastor, are you saying... (laughs) I want you to hear me say, science says they have truth. Religion should have tolerance. Let me tell you what science really has is just facts. Let me tell you where truth is. Jesus is the truth. What are you saying? (laughs) My son-in-law goes to the doctor and they go, they're going to run tests and they want to find out the facts and they want to know what's going on in your body and they want to find the facts and they might say it's truth, you have this or you have that, but let me tell you, they don't know who Jesus is. And if they were really honest, they would also tell you that they can't Guarantee whatever treatment. That's why there's not just one kind of aspirin. That's not why there's not just one kind of allergy pill. That's why there's not just one kind of... Because, well, this works most of the time, huh? And we tolerate that. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but don't ever think that they have all the facts because there is a mysterious something there. And we have all seen when all of a sudden the doctors say, we're sorry. Sister Bev Clark's sick 
but she can tell you, we sat there and listened as the doctor said, he's not responding, will not respond, will never be able to respond. And two years later before he died, he had been singing, coming to church. Why? Because I know a God that is greater than all of these other things. You may say, Oh, I, I don't, I, don't I, I think it's all relative. No, it's not. Jesus said, he, when they came to him, they said, we know you are true. And, and this was the Pharisees. They were trying to pick at him. Say, we know you are true for, you know, no one could do what you do except, you know, you, you've got to be true and you teach the way of God in truth. And so then they asked the question, is it lawful to give to Caesar? And Jesus knew what they were up to and answered him. In fact, when Jesus went before Pilate, what did Pilate say? What is truth? Nobody answered him. And yet Pilate said, I find no fault in him. In John, Jesus himself said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. If you want to tap into truth this now in 2022, tap into the Holy Ghost. I know you can hear, you can listen on Facebook and every website, and you can hear a thousand and one reports from a thousand and one different things, or you can find the truth. Yeah. You say, well, 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 I want to know the truth about. <laughs> Let me tell you where that comes from. When you get the Holy Ghost, you just say, Lord, I want the spirit of truth. I want you to be able to quicken me, yeah. let me know, you know, kind of. And, and I, you know, I, I listened as I had two different people tell me that my car had COVID in the battery and I just... I got a new battery and I took the old one back because it gave me 22 bucks and I told the guy when I, I brought it into him, I said, you might leave this separate because they told me it had COVID in it, but I don't know. <laughs> but something within me just goes, oh, uh, no. Not buying that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling it to me, but I'm not buying it. Why? You know, hopefully we have the Holy Ghost in us that whenever we hear something or we see something, we ought to be able to say, you know what? Uh, something not right about that. And it's not always as easy as I got COVID in my battery. But, you know, because the devil tries to come like an angel of light. But that's why you have the Holy Ghost. That's why you have the church. Pray, ask God, say, show me the truth. Jesus knew his purpose 
He knew what his will was. He knew what his purpose was. He said, all things are delivered of my Father. No man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. He to whomsoever the Son will reveal, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He recognized, I'm the source. That's amazing. Thomas, he told Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to me. If you would have known me, you would have known my Father. Henceforth you know him because you have seen me. The disciples were so out of it, not understanding. Philip says, well, show us the Father. And he said, Philip, I am in the Father and the Father in me. He that has seen me has seen the Father. The Father dwells in me. He does the work. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Believe me for my very work's sake. The miracles that he did. Truly I say, he that believeth on me, greater works than these shall he do. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Brother David, when he was praying, talked about, I'm glad I can say the name of Jesus, and it's not just another name. It's the way. It's the truth. It's the life. In Jesus' name, things can happen just at the mention of the name of Jesus. I know there used to be a bumper sticker that said, we're people of the name. I'm glad I know who Jesus is today. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I give them eternal life. Nobody is able to pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's house. Hand, I and my Father are. It made the Jews so mad that they took up stones. Why? He knew who he was and he told them, I am the Son of Man. That's the memorial day. They blamed him for blaspheming. They said, who can forgive sins but God? And he was so sharp, he read their mind. And he goes, what's easier? Because he had said to the man with the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Everybody kind of drew back. How do you think you can forgive sins? And so what did Jesus do? He turned to him and said, Oh, I know what you're thinking. Is it easier for me to forgive his sins or say, rise, take up your bed and walk? So to prove to you that I just forgave his sins, I'm going to say so that you may know the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive. Arise, take up your bed. Go your way. And the Bible says, immediately. He jumped up out of the bed and ran off. And they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it in this fashion. What are you saying? I'm saying Jesus, when he was here 2,000 years ago, proved beyond a shadow of a doubt who he was. That's very different from others that claim and you all are probably 
Many of you not old enough to remember Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. But he came out in the U.S., he was actually from India, and told everybody that he was the son of God. When the marshals arrested him, he had 93 Rolls Royces, an army, had a harem, 35 gold and platinum watches. He died. He didn't raise from the dead. They found he was avoiding taxes. It was all about him. Very different than Jesus. Amen. Not truth versus truth. Jesus left here basically with the clothes on his back and the soldiers bartered for him. And we sang today about the blood. Thank God for the blood. Yes. Nothing but the blood. What are you telling me? I'm telling you I know a man who was God manifest in the flesh. I and my father was one or one. I, it is not some fake fly-by-the-night guy that lived 2,000 years ago that tried to start a religion. This was indeed the God of the Old Testament robed in flesh. What a privilege on Memorial Day to know what the Lord did for me when he went to Calvary, when he died for my sins. It was not just another leader that I'm following, but it's the Lord Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh. That's why Paul would say in sundry times and in divers manner, he spake to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, who appointed heir of all things, by whom? By Jesus he made the worlds, being the brightness of his glory, the expressed image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, and he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. What are you saying? I, I am not saying to kill or to attack any other religion, whether they believe in one God, many gods, Muhammad, whomever, whatever, prophet, but there is only one way, truth, and the life. I'm sorry, I can love you, I can tolerate you, but I am not gonna be fooled into thinking we're all the same. Not in this hour. Not on Memorial Day. There's one that shed his blood for me. There's only one that shed his blood for me. I'm sorry, you can have another God and you can have another prophet, but there's only one that went to Calvary without any money, without anything, and he said, I see in the future Keith Shostrad, and I'm gonna shed my blood so that one day I'll break the back of death's hell and the grave for him. What a privilege it is to know who Jesus is. I know he has an excellent name that's above all other names 
That's why John would say, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. I want to tell you something. If you really know who God is, you're going to have a love because God is love. In this, that he was manifest the love of God toward us, and that he sent his only begotten Son, that we might live through him here in his love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. If you could only understand, and if our world could only understand, they are not just a random stick that fell off of a tree somewhere, but that God loved them enough. Then no matter who has said whatever about you, no matter how you've been mistreated, no matter what, and I understand we don't want kids to be mistreated, but no matter what you do, you recognize I have a source that goes beyond. How could this young man be so uncaring and unloving and unmoved to do what he did, you say, that's terrible, and our nation is reeling. And I understand, we need a stronger law. <laughs> Fine and dandy. Make a law that'll work. I'm here to tell you, you're never going to find a law that's going to touch the heart and change the inside. Only God can do that. I wish I could tell you, sure, I, you know, things are bad and things are wrong and you're, we need to have laws and I'm okay with laws. But you know what? You need to at some point say, God, I need you to dwell in me. I need you to let your spirit, that's what John was saying, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. What are you saying? I'm saying on Memorial Day, the very fact that I can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost is proof positive that the Lord loves me and got up from a grave. And that's ought to be enough. If we had an outpouring of the love of God and the Spirit of God, we would change the whole world and we wouldn't need all these laws. What are you saying? Jesus in the garden prayed that they may be one even as we are one, that they may be perfected in one, that they may know whom thou hast sent and thou hast given me, that they may behold my glory that I've had from the foundation of the world. I've declared my name unto them and then love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them. That's the end of this prayer that he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane that the love that you have loved me may be in them and I in them. What we need in Memorial Day is a baptism of the Holy Ghost is a baptism. I know Pentecost Sunday is about another Sunday away, and I recognize the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because Galatians says the fruit of the Spirit is what? First one. What? Love. Joy. Peace.
We had a baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry, but there were, you wouldn't have a Uvalde. I, I feel bad for the man, young man that died. I feel bad for all the children. It's a horrible, yes, horrific. Yet Paul said in Romans, we glory in tribulation, know that tribulations work patience, and patience experience, experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. How, why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. If you want to feel the love of God, pray through to a tongue-talking experience and you'll feel the love of God. You say, well, pastor, I, I don't have any, I don't feel like there's any hope for our nation. I don't think, it's why Paul to this Roman church goes into, he said, you know, people won't die for a good man, much less a, you know, a righteous man. And our world is amazed. Many years ago, the early 80s, uh, an airplane flew into Washington, D.C., and some of you may remember this was before the rescue of Sully and all of that, and our wings iced up, and they got de-iced, and then they took off again, and they flew, and they crashed in the Potomac. Yes. And most of the people and passengers on the plane died from impact. A rescue helicopter came and the ice and the water was freezing. And one man, Arlen D. Williams Jr., was a passenger on that plane. And the helicopter let down a rope and he swam over and he got another passenger and wrapped it around, took that man up. They let down the rope again. He swam over. Five passengers he got out. They let down the rope the next time in Arlen perished. Today, if you drive in Washington, D.C., you can cross the Arlen D. Williams Jr. Memorial Bridge. Our nation was enthralled with this man who would give his life for five people. Some of y'all remember that story? Amen. And yet, on Memorial Day, they will forget the man who gave his life. He didn't just jump in the icy water once for five people, but he did it saying, I want to shed my blood for anybody. Today, no matter where you are, no matter what you've gone through, there is a love of God that reaches. Oh, how he loved us. Oh, how he loves us. What are you saying? On Memorial Day, and I, I want you to remember the veterans that died, and I know that we honor those that shed their blood and were in battles and, ex and uh, incursions and all, uh, uh, excursions and all the fights and uh, one died so that I could have the love of God in my heart. And let me tell you something. It's getting harder and harder to keep full of that love. 
Huh? I mean, when somebody looks at you and goes, I think your car battery has COVID. <laughs> Hard not to say, are you stupid or am I stupid or do you think I'm stupid? Or... John Hinder Honda and I I told him I said well I couldn't even get your speedy tow service and he said well they they're there they answer the phone all the time so I dialed it sure enough they answered the phone I said ma'am I called you twice earlier this morning and asked about picking my car up I left you messages she said, oh, I haven't listened to messages in over a week. I'm not speaking bad about them. They may be a great place. But I sat there and I thought, I'm so glad that at any moment I have a line I can just say, Lord Jesus, I need your help. Whoa, it's better than speed dial for speedy. It's better than speed dial for anything else. Just to know that I know the one who died for me. You don't have to name a bridge after him, but I want his name written right across my heart. I was baptized. I was born of his blood. I was baptized in his name. Let's stand. Hallelujah.